0: It's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th.
1: And it's full moon. Yeah. And to have you sitting here and not do your part on Thriller would be a sin, which you've never done on television. I've never done it. No, I I've know, I know. I know, I oh. know. I beg you. Well, all right, I okay. will.
0: All right. all right.
2: Darkness falls across the land midnight hour is close at hand, creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood, and whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down, will stand and face the hounds of hell, and rot inside a corpse's shell, the foulest stench is in the air, the funk of 40,000 years.
3: Welcome Boneheads, it is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively
0: at Horrorfilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Jamie I
3: I, I I like it.
0: Dan Chase. I love fucking you guys, dude. Yo. And Alex
3: Edwards.
2: Yeah, asshole.
3: Woo! You are now entering the bone zone.
2: Welcome back to another exciting episode of The Skeleton Crew. This is show number 131, and as you read in the title, this is our big House of Wax versus The House of Wax remake show. The first one was show number 17, Psycho versus Psycho. The second time we tried this was Jamie's first appearance on The Skeleton Crew, show number 39, Black Christmas versus its remake. And the last one we ever did was the very next show, Silent Night Deadly Night versus Silent Night 2012. So, what's up, Jamie? Staying warm tonight?
3: Hello. It is a warm 64 degrees in my house this weekend.
2: (laughs) Wow. No 53s, huh?
3: Yay. I know. I'm totally happy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And we are joined, as always, by the man himself, Dan Motherfucker Chase. What up? Yeah, Jamie Jamie had a rough show uh, last week.
0: <laughs> a cold show.
2: Poor Jamie has been through a lot, and a lot of it has to do with Black Phillip. First, she gets knocked down a hill by Black Phillip that she told us about, and then it appears Black Phillip showed up in this video that Jamie made of her her, dis- her horror display room. Black Phillip's revenge came back in form of a video. Yeah, Black Phillip's revenge. She, Jamie took a dive. Now, Jamie, you made a video and you posted it on our Facebook. He just showed up out of nowhere. Um, Yes. So he said, Would thou like to make a video? Would thou like to trip?
3: (laughs) Wouldst thou like to eat shit?
2: Yeah. Would thou like to eat shit? (laughs) <laughs> so jamie's making this video and she posted on our uh skeleton crew facebook group oh. page i'm not gonna ask anybody to join that anymore if you guys aren't on now oh well <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna keep pleading we're wrapping the show up if you don't want to get on then you don't want to get on i'm not gonna keep advertising this but
0: <laughs> clearly you're missing out on gems like that i mean yeah yeah
2: you're just not gonna see jamie's video where uh black <laughs> philip makes an appearance uh, so, Jamie, you're making this video, and what happens when when you decide to eat shit?
3: <laughs> it was—it was—okay. I was making this video because Jerry Herring had expressed an interest in seeing the room, like my living room. And because he saw a peek of it when uh, Brian made his video to, in tribute—
2: of the skeleton cruise, five years. So oh, you mean the two thousand DVDs behind him? Unbelievable. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah. And and he saw the Dracula photo uh, photo, the Dracula pillow on our couch, and he's like, "I want to see more." And I said, "Okay." So, I was making this video where I started one end of the room, and I was just going around like on the walls, just showing like all the stuff we have and the various things that. All my wonderful, wonderful friends have sent me over the years, and stuff like that, so <laughs> I got to the very end well, almost the very end I got to, I was at the almost the end of the video, and this fucking goat came out of nowhere. really? <laughs> <laughs> I just was a clumsy oaf is what happened, and so you kind of see me there's like a <laughs> I'm backing up, and then suddenly there's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, no, guys, it was not Black Phillip. It was what? Clumsiness and and my sofa is what it was. My
0: sofa. There you go. <laughs> it was it have... was drama and it was awesome. It was the M Night Shyamalan twist. Jamie decided to, if I could add <laughs> in a I didn't
3: reshoot it because I thought <laughs> that nice shit fun. was I thought that shit was too funny. So I was like, I'm keeping that in there, you
0: know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, for one, I do. I I'll second. You know. I too was intrigued by both of you guys' videos because you guys got some awesome shit in your house. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And so the the more the better. But uh, that ending, dude, had me in fucking stitches, dude. It was beautiful.
2: Ah, I knew you were getting so stupid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sorry. Sorry. I, didn't even uh-huh. mean, I knew you were going to say something like that.
0: Thank you. Good night. I am off the skeleton crew once again. <laughs> it was beautiful. I was going
3: to do I was going to do the rest of my house because we also have uh, – there are other rooms. To, I mean, pretty much our whole house is devoted to horror in some way or another. And, we, like, we have the Jaws bathroom, and then we have stuff in our hall. And so I was going to do more, but I need to um, – I need to pay my insurance premium before I continue <laughs> because if I get injured, I don't want to be in trouble.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and actually that uh, that video was was beneficial and it'll come back um, in about two weeks. So we'll talk about this and, and why I'm referencing it now.
2: Okay. It'll come back in two weeks, guys. Uh, all right, well, there is a new horror film out. I believe it came out last week and it is called the void it is very 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 lovecraftian (laughs) that it is i think brian just his
3: ears perked up
2: (laughs) somebody talking about me so what huh (laughs) uh yeah it's very lovecraftian very cthulhu
3: i love him so
2: much now we're not this isn't going to be an obvious uh major review here but dan have you seen this
0: Oh, I saw it, sir.
2: Okay. Now, uh, I just want to start off by saying I believe I am right when I say. <laughs> I the
0: children are the future.
2: <laughs>
0: Wu Tang is for the children. This,
2: this has to be the most unlikable fucking bunch of assholes I have ever seen in one movie at one time. I mean, oh my God. I could not stand a single person in this movie. It is bizarre, really. Like I, I never even thought of things like that. When I watch a movie I don't really I don't get that a lot, you know so Was
0: it was it the acting
2: or I just hated everyone. Like everybody was obnoxious. Like like there's and it's weird because the main guy oh guys, we'll try to not give spoilers, so don't worry. The main guy He just really started bo... You're gonna think this is the weirdest thing you'll ever hear in your life. Here's where he started bothering me. Remember how the two assholes who think they know it all, who are running around, you know, enforcing shit? Yeah. Okay. When the main guy, the cop, when he is trying to get this asshole to calm down or whatever, which he seemingly does for, it feels like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. He just keeps, he does this thing with his body language or whatever, or with his hands. He keeps holding his hand out in front of him, flat out, towards the guy, you know, as like the back up kind of thing. Yeah. He does this for like 20 minutes straight.
0: And still gets knocked in the fucking face.
2: (laughs) Dude, he just keeps doing the calm down all right relax stop that ah, ah, and this goes on <laughs> it feels like i'm i felt like i was in a nightmare like is he ever going to put his hand down and stop holding his hand out in front of this guy it just mm-hmm. and then someone else comes into the movie and he holds his hand out in front of them right and i'm like what am i watching here like first i'm annoyed by every single personality here now you're annoying me dude Put your Mm -hmm. hand down and think of some other acting uh, thing you could do. Because this is unbelievable. Like, it's weird. It just irritated me to the point where that annoyed me. Imagine that.
0: Oh, dude, no. I I don't have to imagine that. That's exactly how I felt. I didn't like this guy from the fucking first scene that he was in. I was like, what? So, first
2: of all, like... Yeah, you see a guy crawling and you react like that? You're right. That's
0: what I'm saying. And then even just the way he's talking to, uh, I don't know, who is it? Like another deputy or whatever, dispatcher, whatever it is. And, uh, and And I'm like, I don't like this guy. And I was hoping, I was praying that this wasn't the fucking main character. <laughs> oh, no, he is. <laughs> Um I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. Like as soon as I heard it, I heard really great things about it and you know before we take it too too further into you know what happens or or you know I, I mean, know We're not
2: really we're just going to kind of give our thoughts cuz I and you know just into one of those things where you give a vague recommendation kind of.
0: So yeah, so I had a lot of high hopes going into it and it, this movie had a lot of cool shit in it. Um dude, the the practical effects were dope as fuck. Like Is that what they were? I would assume so. They looked practical to me.
2: Uh, I think so. I think that like the backgrounds and stuff obviously were computer generated. But but yeah, I think you're right. Like all the the let's just say monsters. Is that giving too much away? No.
0: And well, yeah, so, so, but that's the thing though. This, well, it's kind of all over the place though. Um, there's a lot going on in this movie and. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys, this is like, this is the first dip in terms of uh, great movies that I've seen because I was so hyped for this and I did not like this movie. I can see somebody liking movies like Cronenberg, uh, Cronenberg movies and stuff like that. That's never really been my thing. I appreciate it. I'm like, okay, I see you. Yep, whatever. And it's just never been for me. And they they took a bunch of different elements and kind of threw it into this. But between that... The fucking acting, the characters, um, dude, this movie pissed me off fucking <laughs> so bad. And I was so disappointed. I'm like, God damn it. You broke the streak. You, you were doing so good, 2017. Now you got to bring this piece of shit to me. And, and wow. but, like. Let me back up. Let me back up.
2: I didn't expect. I can't wait to see we had Jamie's rebuttal here. I didn't expect it either. I didn't want this, Alex. Like you said, I don't
0: like to hate things. Right. I don't. I wanted to like it, dude. I was not impressed. It had elements <laughs> in it which were uh, which were very good. Um, I, I would say very um,
2: uh, <laughs> Lovecraftian.
0: Say no, I wouldn't even say redeemable. Oh yeah, yeah, love stuff <laughs> like that. But. For me, it was just all about, like, I'm trying to balance it. Like, all right, well, I guess because it had this good thing that I can kind of outweigh this shitty thing. But in the end, it was just way outbalanced by the shittiness
2: for me. I'm done.
3: (laughs) Dan is hopping mad, dude. Um,
2: (laughs) This is Dan's black coat's daughter.
3: I know. Ah, Yeah. um, The reality of this situation is (gasps) that I happen to fall... In the middle
2: of the two of you. Yes. Tug of war. Tug of war, Alex. It's on. First to show. At least I'm not next to Dan.
3: I was (laughs) totally invested in the beginning of this film. And I love the practical effects. It was very, it it invoked the thing like a son of a bitch.
2: And Hellraiser, wouldn't you say? Hellraiser, too. And Big I was point. all
3: I was all over that. I'm like, oh yeah, and it was very Lovecraftian. And Brian's creaming his pants over here, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And and it was great. But then to me, it just went on too long. Way I
0: was too just,
3: long. I was just I was bored with it, and um, by the time we got to the end, I had, I was just like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I'm just, I'm just, right. and it was so sad because I was really enjoying the beginning and I didn't mind the characters at all. I mean, I, you know, whatever their horror movie characters, I think, but I mean, none of them particularly got on my nerves more than the other, I don't think. Wow. But I, um, I was really into the effects. I was really into the creepiness of, you know, cause you've got the, the people, the hooded figures and all that. I, That was was awesome. I was down. I was like, ah, I want to know what's going on. And to be honest, it was the resolution that really just turned me off because it was not what – not that it wasn't what I was hoping it would be because I didn't really have any expectations for it. But it was what I – it ended up being something I didn't want. And I was like, oh, I do not want that. And so I was kind of disappointed by the end. But more than that, I just was – I was – fatigued by it i guess like by the (laughs) time i got to the end i was just i was done and i hate that because like they did like they were it was as far as lovecraft goes i mean it's like he peed all over this movie it's like he his dna is all over this place in this movie and so they did a really great job with that brian is freaking
2: out he loves it so much and well he's way bigger into lovecraft than you even right
3: yeah yeah he is i mean i i have a deep appreciation for the man and what he did for the genre and i like a lot of his work and uh, i've dabbled in writing lovecraftian things but that's only because of brian really
2: um but he is just like you know lovecraft god yeah guys listen to show 102 man skeleton crew lovecraftian show
3: so he loved loved this film and uh. i was Sort of lukewarm <laughs> about it, you
2: know. He like I I liked it. I
3: I I I thought it was okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was mediocre. I, I I I thought it was okay. He um like he's gonna be probably in his top three by the end of the year, and wow. well, I will be surprised if it makes my top ten at
2: all. You know, I, just because. You know, we we have been, we have a good friend Watson, and he told me that number 1 was the devil's candy or black coat one of them and now this topped it so what? I, wow. it's amazing how many this hey you got to give this movie credit for one thing uh if it's getting people talking it, not only does it get people talking i think the most fascinating thing is that one you could put one thing in front of somebody and you have five from six different people you have six different perspectives basically like for example i am uh, completely opposite you guys well here's the thing okay i thought the the first act was super intense and all that type of stuff i was totally digging it um right up you know you see the people outside and everything that was creepy as fuck and all that kind of stuff it was intense but then it, it just wore on me that second act just wore the fuck out of me man i was like Oh my god, I dude, I did the phone thing. I did. I went to make a sandwich. Like <laughs> so many, I, I just had to do something else. And I actually felt I got mad because I was like, "God, it's it's my it's my weekend, and I'm wasting 90 minutes right now, and I could be doing something else." Because I've been very productive lately. Because if you don't drink constantly, you find out you have other things you could be doing.
0: Isn't that weird how
2: that works out? It's amazing how that works. You know, like, what have I not done in the last 20 years that I should have been doing? (laughs) Uh, Like, I can just imagine what's lacking in my life that I'll figure out one day. I did the phone thing and the sandwich, and then I just... Something happened in the movie or whatever that made me really focus again. I put the phone down, and then that whole third act is what I liked, and it's funny because Jamie didn't, and Dan didn't like anything. So it's so weird how <laughs> we all have the these different perspectives. Because I thought all those uh, the creatures and stuff were awesome, and that's that's what I always kind of wanted out of horror, like those kinds of things, and the darkness and the like a funhouse kind of thing to me.
0: Yeah,
2: you know the ending, like I said, a little Hellraiser-ish and stuff, but that's not a bad thing, and. You know, it's not exactly what I wanted out of all this, like Jamie said, but I don't know. I just felt that the way I felt in the second half, if I, I guess my regaining of interest and my uh, fascination with all the effects like Dan had and and that kind of thing, I just kind of went for it, you know, and I was just like, okay, well, that's what we're doing, I guess. You know, I don't think it was sinister
3: enough. I think that's my problem. I mean, I wanted some... I wanted something more, uh, more, I mean, and I know people, there are going to be people who are like, not really. Like, and I'm like but yeah, I wanted something darker, something more evil. I don't, uh, I don't know what to say, but cause, um, you're right. I, and I think that's what it was. I think cause what we started out with was, I thought it could go in a really scary place. And right. to me, it just, but that's just me.
2: No, I, I'm totally with you. So, Uh, Guys, if anything, uh, this movie has drawn so many different (laughs) reactions, so do not take our word for it. I mean, the only word I think you should take for it is that you should watch it. Hated it. it. (laughs) Yeah, hated it. I think that you should watch it because it's so thought-provoking, and it will have some definitive reaction out of you so that is never a bad thing and you might end up like Brian and have a new favorite and Watson or you might end up like Dan or you might end up like Jamie and I in the middle so yeah. And Alex,
0: isn't that ironic though, man, how like the black coach daughter, very slow paced and this movie is the exact opposite. So I think right. it just speaks to your point that like, wow, this movie go oh, like divisive, like you get people on one side or the other. And I, I think it's all uh, not all, but a lot of it is predicated on taste. But even you, if you take that out, like that's why I was curious if Brian did like this, because there th- those aspects of this movie are great. But then, like Jamie said, it's the ending. It's the resolution or kind of i don't even want to say lack thereof because there was an ending i just thought that it was poorly executed so and that's just that's just movie stuff that has nothing to do with uh
2: really see i thought the execution was the strong point of this wow
0: hey, dude no i didn't like this shit but you know what you know what the, i'm curious you guys do you, well i guess this doesn't really apply uh because uh the way jamie felt about black Coast daughter but do you guys think that that it's it's hard seeing a movie like this. Not hard, but you kind of base it off of uh, like the streak that 2017's been having. Like I said, you see all these good movies, and then you see one that may be good, but you, you, you're on such a high from the other ones that it just kind of falls flat. For me, that's how it felt anyways. I don't know.
2: It occurred to me because uh, the string, like you said, and then Watson saying it became his number one. So...
0: And a lot of people do love this, too. A lot of people really dig this movie. I was hyped.
2: So I went in thinking, wow, I'm seeing another great one. Sure. And uh, so by the second act, man, I've, I was so bummed out that me and Watson didn't click on this. And then I was like, huh, that's that's weird. And uh, then all of a sudden I was saved at the end. Jamie, what do you feel? Were you affected by the, the streak of 2017?
3: I don't know. I don't think it affected me. I do. Think we had some great films this year, but I haven't. Like for instance, Dan brought up the Black Coats Daughter. I haven't been completely happy with everything I've seen, right. and I just look at movies as individual things. You know, whenever I right. see a movie, that's just I'm just watching that movie. So no, I, I don't. I don't think that had one thing or another to do with it. Yeah. Just you know, there were just there were things about it that I really really liked, and then in the end I just wasn't in love you know right
0: I think it's so crazy, though, how we could all be bored with with a movie, like, at such a fast pace like that. Like, we were burnt out by it. It's funny, dude. It's like, wow, sometimes it doesn't matter. You know, you got Black Coat's daughter with these long shots of people just, like, emotions and good acting uh. coming through. And then we're bored by something like this. It yeah. just, like, like you said, though, man, I think you said this on the last show, Alex. Like, life would be fucking mad boring, dude, if everybody liked the same shit. So there you go. Perfect example.
3: Unless everyone liked what I like, and then the world would be perfect.
0: And then it would. Yeah, absolutely right.
2: <laughs> all right, well, let's get to our feature presentation. So, yeah, guys, we're going old school. We're going all the way back to the old school crew 2012 edition with Original versus Remake. So, please join Dan, Jamie, and myself as we explore and compare House of Wax 1953 And House of Wax 2005.
0: This skeleton crew brings you another epic battle. Original versus remake.
2: Alright guys, here it is, House of Wax 1953 versus The Remake, which was released in 2005, under the same name. So, uh, we're gonna battle these two movies out. Alright, the first way we're gonna do this is, we're going to pit the two stories against each other. So, for House of Wax 1953... Professor Henry Jared is a true artist whose wax sculptures are lifelike. He specializes in historical tableaus such as Marie Antoinette and Joan of Arc. His business partner Matthew Burke needs some of his investment returned to him and pushes Jared to have more lurid exposés like a Chamber of Horrors. When Jared refuses, Burke sets the place on fire, destroying all of his beautiful work in the hope of claiming the insurance. Jared is believed to have died in the fire but he unexpectedly reappears some 18 months later when he opens a new exhibit. This time, his displays focus on the macabre. He has yet to reproduce his most cherished work, Marie Antoinette. When he meets his new assistant's beautiful friend Sue Ellen, he knows he's found the perfect model. Only unbeknown to anyone, he has a very particular way of making his wax creations. The way he makes them is he kills people off and then collects their bodies from the morgue, covers them with wax, and then sets them up in his place. And the girl that he thinks is the perfect model, she recognizes that one of her friends is a wax sculpture. Because it's one of her friends who have just died. Which is bound to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, it's not that big of a town you're living in. Like, you might want to go further than three right. blocks away like this when you're is picking Cheryl from the grocery store. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, I, I she <laughs> rung me up every na- you know every day when I go to the store. You might want to pick a different face.
3: Did you happen? Did you happen to notice who her friend was?
2: Who's that? Is she famous?
3: Yeah, it's Carolyn Jones. That's Marisha. Um, we're, we're Morticia Adams.
0: Oh, oh wow! I didn't notice that at all.
2: Did you guys know who? And I know this. This is the the name is fucking laughable. Igor. Do you know who Igor is? It's Charles Bronson. This is. Yeah, is, I was
0: gonna is, say, dude. Yeah. Fuck. No, that threw me off because um. Because all right, so I don't you you guys know me, like I don't watch any of these old movies, dude. And mainly, dude, you talked about that fire, dude. That fire fucking looked so good for, for the time. What was it? This movie's fifty four, I believe. That looked fifty three. Insanely fifty three. That looked insanely good, dude. More so than a lot of fucking today's the Devil's movie. Candy. Yeah, more, dude, straight up, straight up, dude. And I was, like, thoroughly impressed. But then again, as they were fighting in the fire, they were throwing punches that were coming, literally, like, landing, like, three feet from their faces. And that just, like, that just brought me right back, like, oh, that's right, yeah, choreography's not quite down. They got the uh, special effects with the fire and, and all that, but, yeah.
2: There, there, There's a few bad effects with the fire, only, like, when, there's a whole bunch of shit going on, and he's standing in front of it, and then you could tell that it's superimposed in front of the a different shot of the fire, things like that. You know, yep, but yeah. it
0: superimposed me. <laughs>
2: but other than that, yeah, awesome. Um, and what it's funny because you, it's funny you mention that because they actually the fire went out of control, and the, it was they couldn't even uh, afford to redo all the wax figures and stuff, so they just kept filming the out of control fire and let the shit go down. You serious? Yeah. The fire
3: department. This one's out of control.
2: Yeah. The fire department (laughs) was there obviously, which they always are for these things. They came
0: in by horse too. That was dope.
2: (laughs) So yeah, it was real. The fire was real. Um, so that's the, the gist of this. And then, then the whole reveal is, well, who's killing these people? Well, it turns out, yeah, guys, this will be spoilers. Obviously. Um, Turns out that the guy who's been killing people all along is Vincent Price's character and he just is in dun, a wheelchair dun. by Yeah, dun dun dun. He's <laughs> in a wheelchair by day and he's killing at night with this purple, hideous looking face. <laughs> the girl, you know, discovers it is her friend when she pulls the wig off and the blonde hair is still intact. That's when shit goes down. But we'll get to that when we get to the climax. Now So the basic plot of the 2005 remake is six friends are on their way to a football game. They decide to camp out for the night and continue driving the next day. The next day, the friends find that they're having car troubles. So two of the friends accept a stranger's ride into a small town named Ambrose. The main attraction in Ambrose is the House of Wax, except something is not right in this town. The Wax figures are so realistic and the whole town is deserted, except for the two murderous twin brothers. The six friends must fight to survive and escape from being the next exhibits in the house of Wax. And then the big climactic ending there. So just based on the two plots, guys, like uh, out of these two movies, what plot do you find is the stronger of the two?
3: I think 1953 House of Wax has a more interesting plot, and that's simply because the uh, the later one is really nothing more than a slasher when you boil right. it down. I mean, it's just – and I love slashers. I mean, duh. Um, that's not a problem, but it's this is a formula that we've seen a lot. And it's, you know, teens go to a place they don't know anything about. Teens end up dying the end. And it's – that's something that we see over and over and over again. And of course, the execution is what makes it interesting, right. different, you know, But to me, the original story is something that is completely original. Like you you don't ever see that kind of story. It's not something that's done a whole lot. I think it's really twisted. Yeah, it is, you know, and it's dark and creepy, and the fact that, to me, what makes that one scarier even is that this is all happening under everyone's noses. I mean, (laughs) there are people touring dead bodies, and they don't know it, and... That to me, she just
0: bagged my groceries last week.
3: That to me is creepy as fuck. You know, imagine you were going through a museum and you're just, and then you get out and somebody told you, you know, you just viewed a whole bunch of corpses. And then you're like, oh. And it's not like they were corpses that were gained, you know, legally, like they didn't buy them or they didn't, they weren't donated. These were. You know, he fucking killed these people so he could use them in his wax museum. That, to me, is way scarier than some crazy-ass dude hold up, you know, just turning people. And because it doesn't—I mean, this is all for his sick, twisted thing, and nobody, nobody really knows about it. And it's—I um, just don't think it's as scary. I mean, it does definitely have its ick factor, And it it has its creepy moments and there are things about it that are that are disturbing, you know, on just on a different level. But overall, I think the plot for the Vincent Price version is way better.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I'm hmm, I'll heat on the side of the remake, but like I said before, man, like these movies there's always somewhat of a disconnect, but um coming into it, I, I found things that I liked. Mainly um the acting. Uh Vincent Price, dude, coming from somebody who doesn't watch this shit at all, I gotta tell you guys, in the first fucking like five minutes, dude, I get it. Like yeah, yeah, right. no, we isn't that got amazing? It. Dude, like I'm sitting there listening to his voice first of all, and I know he said that about the uh, Invisible Man too, but holy shit, man, like I was like, oh wow, this is like exceptional, this is really great, and I think you're right though, Jamie, there's there's something to be said about the ori- the originality of, you know, of this whole, even though it is a remake, but still it's the originality and and how they go about this and the creepy factor, it's like, oh wow, especially to take into account the time and, and how that even still kind of holds up today um is is great i love that aspect of it i would heat on the side of the remake because it's what i'm more familiar with i watch more slashers than films like this um but with that said i do like this whole what is it 2005 this movie was made
2: yeah it was made 52 years after uh, the original
0: so in this time, two thousand five. If you guys remember, and I wanna, I wanna cite. Like I, I could be wrong, but I wanna say my buddy Valentine remake came uh, came out around the same time. Correct? I don't know the exact year. But, um, I think
2: it was around that time.
0: Something like that, right? There was a lot of slashers being pumped out around this time. That were some were good, some were a little bit above average, but but they all had this underlying thing where they 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 had these stars from the, like the CW and.
3: I think My Bloody Valentine was from two thousand nine because that was the same. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was the same year that Jared Padalecki was in the Friday the Thirteenth remake. 13. Right. And at the same time that um, – J- uh, J- uh, what's his name? Cutie Pie was in the, oh, yeah. the My Bloody Valentine remake. So Jensen they were Ackles, both yeah. – Jensen Ackles, yeah. So both guys from from Supernatural did a movie at the same time. I think that was right if I'm remembering correctly.
0: Yeah and 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 my point still kind of holds up though cuz they're only 4 years apart but i'm just talking about the time yeah. period oh and and that actually speaks to that achilles heel thing too um when or achilles heel achilles tendon right achilles heel yeah, yeah. um it speaks to that moment and the fact that uh, jensen eccles was the killer because those are both from supernatural fame they're the fucking winchester brothers and and, and you know like uh, america's heroes and in house of wax he gets fucking taken out. He's like one of the first ones to get taken out. And then in my buddy Valentine, he's the killer in it. So uh, this was uh, pretty big. Uh, but one thing though, don't forget too, everything wasn't, it, this wasn't like, oh, this is a remake of House of Wax. This whole fucking thing the whole time was, oh yeah, Paris Elton's gonna get killed in this movie. But with the story, though, I think it was um, satisfying to a lot of slasher fans because it is a slasher. Like you're right. It is a slasher. It is what it is. But it also had that element where, you know, and we talk about stuff like Bates Motel and all these like uh, new uh, reiterations of of these old things and they change so much but they do keep core elements uh, dude I dig the hell out of House of Wax I know it's just a slasher but I kind of dig the way they did it they incorporated that story I, I think if they used elements of the other one um, you know with the Vincent Price one with the, with the showmanship thing and taking it you know like you said having people go in and see it and stuff like that it might have worked but it would have been a totally different movie so I think for the time in, in you know the mid 2000s mid to late 2000s or whatever there was a lot of these movies being made like slashers like this being pumped out and i do find this one in particular to be exceptional
3: well i think um story wise this is actually closer to tourist trap oh.
2: and
3: i think tourist trap is better and it's as as just i've seen the, i've even seen this story before at, to an extent and i think it's been done better but that's so- just my personal opinion
2: Hmm. Well, I guess I got to be the tiebreaker. Um, the original House of Wax is insanely creepy for exactly all the reasons Jamie said. You know, you're you're walking through, like you find friends of yours that are just like, oh, that's weird, it looks just like this person. Oh, yeah, well, I, I looked in the newspaper and I, I wanted to, you know, keep her beauty forever. So you get the thing that's so, um, that makes the story stronger for the original some of the aspects is like the emotional weight of Vincent price and what he went through the tragedy in the beginning. Um, when the guy burned down like the closest things in his life to him and, you know, cause I, I can relate to that. Um, I have things that I, I couldn't imagine like losing like that. And, uh, He's, like, almost obsessive with it. So, for him, it's a greater loss than the fact that he's getting burned up and blown up. Then, I think the only thing that's odd about it is that he comes back as, like, a boogeyman and kills these people. It just seems really out of character for him, I guess. And he just, like, kills these people. Then, instead of just taking them straight to his place... He lets them go to the morgue. Then from there, he has people come and take them to the museum, which he makes wax out of them. Then he puts them up at, like Dan said, an absurd risk of people finding this out. He's not even going out of town to do this i mean it's just like at least open up your wax museum somewhere else he he literally said where is the museum he's like oh it's right it's right here it's gonna be right upstairs (laughs) like why is it why is it gonna be right here right upstairs like what are you fucking crazy like that's the most ludicrous thing i've ever heard in my life (laughs) it's just like that really kind of like makes the story not that great him being a boogeyman, yeah, you could say, oh, nice, sweet. I mean, think about it. He wasn't even into the macabre in, in the terms of, like, he wouldn't even have fake wax statues of anything horror. Yet, because one guy set fire to this place, he's going to go kill five people or whatever and and then make wax out of them. Like, how did he become so heartless?
0: It's a big stretch. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, it's a major stretch. And um but it's still cool how it's happening, I guess. And then I guess it's cool that he can't use his hands anymore, so he just directs other people and, you know, the whole thing. And then he decides I am gonna have horror stuff when he opens his new place, which is still weird. Like he's just not himself at all anymore, and it's weird, but you know, he sells it pretty well. Um and the one thing I really give credit to the remake for is that they said, well, and this is the, and it's funny, I mentioned this when we did our first versus uh, show, Psycho vs. Psycho Remake, I gave House of Wax credit uh, in comparison to the Psycho Remake because I said, I like that, you know, you don't go shot for shot in a remake, you dumbass. You You take the source material right. and you lightly reference it, and that's about it you know, and then you name it the same thing for that mass audience appeal and you give it a fresh thing. So, yeah, is it fresh to go somewhere you don't belong and get killed? No. But, wow, I mean, turning the whole town into, into wax and this twins story. This is this is what I think is interesting about what you said. Now,
3: Vincent Price, um, uh, you mentioned his, um, turning, which I get. I mean, it makes sense. You're right. That is a hard fucking turn for someone to make. But at this time, like during that time period, it was a very common trope. And you know this just because you've watched a lot of classic films. This was it was a very common trope for people to lose their fucking mind when something happened. I mean, it just true. You know, tragedy drives people to madness that was used over and over and over again. And that was just that's the way people portrayed. Like a really horrible tragedy, is it will turn you mad, and then you become a monster, and that's you know. So that was just common, but you find that easier, harder to believe than the fact that this entire town is made up of dead wax people, and nobody fucking knows it. Nobody I mean, knows
0: that. See, it's, it's like this is that. like
3: some right. children of the corn bullshit. Right. Why is nobody right. driving through this town? Why do these cops? I mean, they clearly have cops somewhere in the vicinity because we see them at the end. So they've got to be nearby. No one has noticed that this entire town is
0: dead. And they even acknowledge it like oh yeah we, we know that this is an issue but we're just gonna mention yeah like they completely like blow over it but like and, and like acknowledging it dude is one thing but it has to align with what's happening like you're telling me that nobody like these kids fucking just got like walk through the woods a little bit and get a ride down a little bit to a town and all of a sudden yeah, but dude what
2: about that thing they had to pass through that, that water and they had to set the truck up differently dude yeah
0: I, I still don't Buy that <laughs> I'm for just. A second. I'm totally kidding.
2: Well, that, that,
3: yeah, dude, that, that, that's it. That that expl- totally explains it. No one yeah. would ever find this town because that puddle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nobody has four wheel drive, and jay because of a whole puddle. Yeah, that's the whole yeah. thing. But uh, well, jay-
2: I, I got to throw the truck into blah 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 mode. Oh, it's okay. Right, right. Yeah, um, I'm glad you said
0: horror tropes, though, uh, Jamie, because going back to the original. Dude, uh, first of all, the cinematography is dope in that movie. Awesome. The shots were fucking cool as hell. Oh,
2: and before we forget to say it officially on the show, the original House of Wax is in 3D, guys. And yes, we know it's a remake off of the Museum of Wax or whatever from years before that. Okay? But yeah... It was uh, the big thing about the Vincent Price House of Wax is that it was in 3-D.
0: That 3- yeah, what was up with- I kind of like- Well, not I
3: only was, that, it was the first color 3-D film.
0: Oh, really? Oh, wow. See, I- yeah, that-, that was Oh, logical. it was huge, dude. I don't like 3-D to this day, so I, I know I wouldn't have liked it back then. I hate 3-D. so stupid and gimmicky and fucking it whatever. It is
2: so bad, yeah. The logistics are insane for the remake. Who's paying the taxes on all these buildings? Who's paying the rent? Who? There's got to be a money exchange somewhere here.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he did it all because of his mother. Look, like,
3: I on. brought up electricity. I'm like, how much is this going to, because this whole thing is mechanized. And Brian's like, maybe he's got a shit ton of generators. I'm like, you would fucking hear it. I mean, as much as it take would take to run everything that's going on in that town, you would hear, it would be like, <laughs> well, no, yeah, they and
0: do. the movie theater's <laughs> constantly the going. It, remember, because they shut it down at one point.
2: Dan, being in this field, that's that's what I do for a living. No, this shit is not in all one guy's basement. <laughs> There's no way that these two idiots figure out a way to make that happen either. I'm telling you right now. They would have killed themselves trying to figure it out.
0: This is all false. I believe it. It's all in yeah. one place.
2: <laughs> it would never be in one place. Never. It's the absurd. Especially even if, let's just say, that ha- the, the house they were in, why would it be in that house? Even if it was, like... If, they, if it was, like, this big, uh like, substation or power plant or something, and they were there, okay, right. and they moved into that, but it would never be in some random guy's house. It just – everything about it was just so ridiculous. But the thing I want to give credit to is that, yes, no, you know, they didn't think of any of that kind of stuff. and they Okay, you know what? I'm going to – because we have to wrap up this because we have, like, six things to go through here. So in that term – just because of the ludicrousy. Okay, Vincent Price is not the brightest guy, and he's a bit irrational after this tragedy. However, the remake is ridiculous when you think of that. And uh, it just could not happen. And... To think that uh, they did all that. These guys would be like 60 years old by the time they got that far. And they're still in their like 30s, early 40s. Yeah. And it's very uh, typical. Go somewhere, get killed. So yeah. I'm going to say they they didn't do as good of a job. I'm going to give the point. Goes to the original for the story. All right. Let's get to the cast now. (laughs) (laughs) You got Vincent Price. That alone, you are going to have a hard time winning this one. You got uh, Charles Bronson as Igor, a guy who looked like his, he looks like his face is made of wax. You have the main girl, uh, by the way, who hated. Every, she didn't want to be in this movie. She protested. But as Jamie said when we talked about why the classic movies have better actors in them, it's because these people are...
3: They're contract players.
2: Contract player, yeah contract they they have a contract to uh universal studios they get their work delivered to them and they say this is the next movie you're going to be in you're under contract for 10 movies you have to be in all these movies mm-hmm. so that's what she was in she she hated it protested it and she didn't want to be she literally said i don't want to be the faye ray of my generation mm-hmm. it turned out that she actually enjoyed working on the set but she absolutely hated charles bronson she said she has no fond memories of him whatsoever um that sucks yeah beyond that you got like that guy who was the the young guy coming in to start doing the new wax he was okay a little bland i think most of the guys here like the alcoholic uh wax sculptor he really had no impact on me um Can
0: I say something about that character real quick, the guy there? Um, It just reminded me of a couple instances, guys, where what the fuck was up with the comedy in that original or the first remake there? They had – especially how they ended it, like that that final line – it was so out of place for me, even even like not fully like seeing other movies like that of its time. I was completely taken out of it. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Just so What's th- the final line?
2: I forgot. I
0: don't know, but it was something like he he held up the head and he made a shitty ass one-liner. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck? And, and there was a couple of those uh, moments and I was like, wait, what? I was like, I was like, is this like their attempt at like comedy here? Like It felt so out of place, dude. Even even somebody like myself coming in that really doesn't have any basis for, for what movies were even back then, I was completely taken out of it. I was like, what the hell is going on here? But I'm sorry, it doesn't really have to do with that. I just thought of it when you talked about that that young dude with the good hands there, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's funny because we're supposed to be doing characters or uh, the lead actresses of and Now you're making me want to say... Uh, You made me think of, like, aspects of the movie overall, so I'm thinking about, like, that weird intermission thing that we had during the movie, and I'm thinking about the guy with the, the paddle hitting into the camera. It's like, oh, God, with the 3D with this paddle and this guy catching balls in his mouth and shit and I'm like what the fuck are we watching here
0: Yeah the it was like the uh the, the paddle was uh, a version of like the the yo-yo in Friday uh 3
2: <laughs> Right exactly we're watching a grown man who's good at paddle ball <laughs> That was
0: so weird dude like and cuz then I'm thinking well is this what street performers did but I don't even care if they did that that was so weird like what Yeah
2: yeah it was just so odd to throw into this Yeah uh so uh, you got Vincent Price, who, you know, it was cool to see him young in the beginning. And I guess, I don't know how long went by. I didn't think it was very long after the explosion, but he had, like, gray hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. He looked much older. He's in the wheelchair. The aspect of him playing two different roles. So, so we got to give him credit for that, playing two different roles. Uh, so then we go to the remake. You got the brother and sister, uh, uh, Cuthberg and Chad something.
0: Chad
2: Michael Murray. Michael Murray, yeah. He's he's awesome. Uh, I really liked him. You know, he comes off as like the typical, you know, you roll your eyes, oh, look, here's the badass of the movie. But, you know, I got to tell you, he played him with a a depth. And even when he was trying to be shallow, uh, you you could see beneath it all that he wasn't.
0: You know... Dude, it's so funny that you just said all that because I was thinking about saying a lot of those same things. But I'm like, oh, God, people are going to think that I fucking treating Chad Michael Murray like he's an Oscar winner. But you are right, dude.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I think he's good. Yeah. Um, you got Jared Padalecki. <laughs> Padalecki. Uh, both those guys, Chad Michael Murray and him, were in Gilmore Girls in 2000 together. Uh, the big... Obvious thing that we have to talk about is Paris Hilton. Uh, Believe it or not, this Paris Hilton, uh, this movie was sort of built around her. Before she was cast, they were thinking of Paige Edwards, Jennifer Connelly, and Kate Winslet from Titanic. They were considered. And then they fucking woke up. (laughs) Yeah, right? That they realized that ain't happening.
3: If you see fucking Kate Winslet doing this role, or even Jennifer (laughs) Connelly for that matter, they would tell him to suck a dick.
2: <laughs> which Paris Hilton does in this movie. Well yeah. you
3: <laughs> Which
2: so does Jennifer Connolly in another movie, but that's a whole other <laughs> show. Yeah, but a much better movie. <laughs> ass to ass. She
3: goes ass to ass.
2: <laughs> 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 like we have to we have to take into account Paris Hilton is like, what do you call it? A good sport? I mean, Obviously, she's known for this sex tape. That's how she got into the limelight. Then all of a sudden, you could not go a day without hearing about Paris Hilton in the pop culture news. I mean, I don't even, I can't even recall what she ever did, but all I know is I knew about it every step of the way.
0: Well, that's
3: that's her whole thing.
2: That's her claim to fame. She's famous for doing
3: nothing. Famous for doing nothing. She was fucking rich. And then, at, you know, then, of course, she went on to do The Simple Life with Nicole Ritchie, and that that was her show. But, I mean, she was famous even before. I mean, she got the show because she was famous for doing fucking nothing. Uh, right.
2: Um. Yeah. So, but there's a lot of Paris Hilton nods in this movie. For example, uh, when the guy is filming her and it looks like she's blowing the guy driving, that's an obvious nod right. to her porno. Um, then... So you have to have a really good sense, of, especially when you know your parents and everyone's going to see this and what they all went through uh, because of that bullshit with your video with this guy. Um, so to do that, I mean, it says something about you. I don't know what. And then if some, uh, most people won't even know this, but I picked up on it instantly because I was I was a big listener of Howard Stern. So I knew like everything going on in the world for years. One thing that happened is Paris Hilton was caught saying the N word on video because she she said something derogatory about one of the servants at a party or something like that. And of course, the camera was always on her, and they got that uh, her saying that. So her dating a black guy in this movie and stuff and kissing him and everything that was just PR, you know. That was her way of saying, No, look, I'm not racist. I'll even go with a black guy in this movie, and I'll kiss him, and I'll show you that i they're just like everyone else to me. So, you know, there's a lot of things about this movie that's, that's weird that way.
0: Their whole role was just damage control for her personal life.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, showing that, yeah, I, I get it, guys. We all know about my sex tape, and yeah, I know I said that, but look, I'm not really like that. Yeah, it's all like damage control. It's really weird. Uh, other than that, you got like the nerdy guy who's friends with Chad Michael Murray. He 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 had a good. He added levity, I suppose. He was like kind of goofy. He's yeah. all right. And you see, Chad Michael Murray, he even uh, took the rap for this kid stealing a car because supposedly he had a bad record. So that added character to to Chad Michael Murray. So that's about it for those guys, I suppose. But then you go back to oh, well then go, we got to talk about Jared Padalecki. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but his performance was wooden and bland and boring. He always just like- is. Well, yeah. Right. I was just going to say, dude, that's just nothing- like the Friday remake. Yeah.
3: I don't know how the fuck he ever got famous. I don't know. I don't get it at all because he has no personality. Face. I mean, he was exactly the same in Friday the 13th. I, 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 his character was completely pointless to begin with. I mean, it was just, there was no reason for him to even be there. And then his portrayal of that character was just, I mean, it's like he was taking a nap through the whole goddamn thing. And that's, <laughs> that's how I felt like he was here too. I mean, every time I've seen him, I, just maps. Don't, I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even house of 40 winks. I don't even like that kid. I just don't like that kid no. at all in any, Yeah, like
2: who, who sees him and says, we need this guy in our movie. I don't show. know.
3: Like, I don't but, know. It's uh, like, what, is, well, what kind of junk does he have? On, or like
2: what, yeah, he has something on somebody in Hollywood. Yeah. I know why, dude. I
0: Well, it's because of the whole supernatural thing, and it's because of the whole Gilmore – but here's the thing. He's good on Supernatural, but, dude, mind you, like, he's not good overall. He has great moments, but that's because they give him hours and hours and hours to work with. So if you can't pull something out <laughs> of that, dude, you're, like, the worst of the worst. But, I, yeah, he's always been like that. So it's funny that you mentioned that, dude, because, like, I see that and I acknowledge it. But I'm just like, yep, that's uh, that's pretty par for the course. That's Pedalaki.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a waste of space. The like parts
3: it. where he is covered in wax, what? he emotes it was that, same um, that same amount during the rest of the film before he's covered in wax. That's the amount of emotion <laughs> that you get.
2: His best performance is <laughs> in the wax. Yeah, the one tear running down his face and his eye going all around.
3: Yeah, that's the most you get out of him in the entire movie.
2: <laughs> Poor fucking pedalec. <laughs> it is. That's what you got to do to him, paralyze him. And then he actually, it's almost like Dick Warlock, his best role was when he was a robot in Halloween 3. That was his most natural performance. Yeah. That's, what, that's all he does is walk like a robot. So you give ja- uh, Jared Palanecki, uh <laughs> g- paralyze him, and give him no emo you know, nothing. And then that's ha- thats normal for him. So it, it's, uh, it works.
3: Well, the fact that he has a career at all, he should change his name to Jared
2: fucking Lucky. Jared, oh, so fucking lucky.
0: He fucking was in Friday 13th. He is a lucky fuck, isn't he?
2: And, dude, he was the Rob Dyer of Friday the 13th remake, and even Rob Dyer, a regular guy, had way more (laughs) acting chops than he did. A guy who yelled, he's killing me.
0: Oh, that's so funny. Well, okay, can can I speak to the uh, acting ability, though, in terms of this cast in general? Um, I do agree with Padawaki being very weak, but... I am a huge fan of Alicia Cuthbert, and I believe that their relationship and her acting ability did kind of balance that out and made it so not obvious and, oh, yeah. and have you completely, like, enthralled in his shitty, horrible acting ability. But even then, it's still very noticeable. But she was, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was always distracted by her uh, and and just who she is in general uh, that Padalecki just didn't even, you know, like like I said. Yeah,
2: yeah Padalecki's there. Oh, no. I'm not. I'm not implying that he brought the movie down.
3: Well, no, okay. he's not going to. He's not going to make an impact at all because that's just what he does. <laughs> you don't even know he's there. He's like a, a cutout standing in the corner. He's like
0: a wax thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he, he's like that cutout in Three Men and a Baby by the window. Uh,
3: yeah, uh, no, I love. I love Cuthbert. I think she's adorable. I think Chad Michael Murray is great. Um, the two of them, they're the leads, they're the ones that really matter anyway, so right. it's, and they do, they do fine, you know, as far as the ancillary characters go, right. I don't really care for any of them, but they're I don't really helpful. give a shit either, you know, I mean, that's just, it's a slasher film, you have those characters, and you don't fucking care. Yeah.
2: Well, if anybody cares, Jared Palanecki and Paris Hilton did uh, later appear in an episode of Supernatural together in 2005, and it was centered around a wax museum, and it was even, uh, there's references to the movie in that episode. Uh, and there were numerous reports of people cheering in theaters when Paris Hilton was killed. Uh, Jamie, I don't know if you recognize him, but um, McDougal from the McDougal House of Horrors in Abba Costello meet Frankenstein, he was in this original House of Wax movie. Did you recognize him?
3: I did not.
2: Yeah, it's not it's a funny. big role. You'll see, like if... I think he's one of the guys in the morgue, actually. Also, did oh, you wow. did
0: you catch uh, O'Malley? Cliff, O'Malley was in that too. In where? i <laughs> just fucking with
2: you, oh. I was like, what? <laughs> I guess Jamie clearly point goes to the original. Dan, where does your point go? I
0: think Vincent Price is, like, a stronger character overall. But, uh, ooh. I would say the remake, but not because they're strong characters. Because, like Jamie said, they are what they are. Um... Yeah, I feel really weird about this because I don't, I don't really know because they're not strong characters. But uh, I just dug the movie overall. I like the twin aspect, that whole thing or whatever. So I'd say the remake. Yeah, but no, I'm not like that strong about it. Like if you, if you were to like try and convince me otherwise or whatever, I'd probably go with you too. But as of right now, like I'd say the remake.
2: All right. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, I think the remake ensemble livens things up a little bit better. Um, a lot of the secondary characters and tertiary characters of the original, they were just kind of there for me. They didn't really, you know, the only impactful guys are really Vincent Price and Igor and the main girl I didn't care all that much at all about. She just was flat to me, um for the original, you know, her caring that there's an earring in the girl's ear and stuff, I mean, I just didn't care about her. She was just, like, another person to me. She wasn't, like, a Gwen Cuntliff to me, you know, from the Wolfman or anything. Like, she she just didn't have that star power to me or whatever. Just didn't care. I just, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain.
3: Well, I think it's probably because she didn't care. I mean, like you like you said, she didn't even want to be there, so, right. you know.
2: the translated. She probably wasn't giving... Her very best. She was reluctant, right. I'm sure. Yeah. The next category is the killers themselves, and I think that is where Vincent Price is... We probably shouldn't have even involved him in this uh, discussion, but uh, we had to because he plays kind of dual roles here. He's he's the killer, and he's not the killer, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, he's, like, he's like two people in this movie, so that's why he had to be thrown into this, but as you notice, we didn't talk about the killers just now for the remake, so... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a more colorful cast, and I think, I don't know if they acted better or not, but I like the cast of the remake more. So that is, uh, so now overall we have one for the original and one for the remake. Okay, now we'll go to Killers. Uh, So you only have to think of it, now you can think of it in dual roles again. I mean, you could think of it as the sinister Vincent Price as the guy acting all sympathetic in the wheelchair and, you know, do rolling around and talking and tricking people and convincing people and then killing people. So you have, you have a lot to work with there. And then, and it's funny because that's a dual role, one guy. But in this movie, they chose to do two different guys. So it's not a dual role. It's two different killers. Mm-hmm. That's different. And which, I don't know if that actual normal brother ever actually killed anybody. That we're not even sure about, right? And even
0: the other other normal brother, the third one, I mean, if he was involved that whole time, who's to say that he wasn't doing some killing too, right?
2: I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, so you could just say that Vincent is the only killer now. So, we could think of it that way too, if you want. So, we can go anywhere here, guys. We can go over their looks Vincent Price's makeup, the purple face versus the terrible CGI fucking guy from the remake. I mean that when when they peeled his mask off, I mean that was the worst CGI. It is so distracting. Just like this black hole in his face. It is like odd, man. And I even as a kid, I've been watching that movie for twelve years now and I never warmed up to that look. He never bought
0: into that, yeah.
2: No. Uh, his motivation, you know, he's doing it for his mom. That's pretty lame. I'll just tell you now, I'm going Vincent Price. Vincent and you guys Price, totally. Me too. Yeah, without it, so no, we have nothing to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, well,
0: I I do want to say something though about um uh, the those two killers though um uh, the brothers or whatever. I did like um the. Not the not the charisma, but I did like that guy, that one guy who's tries to trick him and the whole thing. But for me, that got kind of played out. it it was it was drawn on too long. It was um, there's one scene. I don't know if you guys ever picked up on it. It's the worst fucking editing ever, dude. It's a voicemail that she leaves on his phone.
2: Oh my God. Dude, that is yeah. the worst yeah. editing ever.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you guys picked up on that. Literally, like, it, it, if it, I, that would, like, take away a full point for me. It was so bad. Like, do you realize, like, people are watching this movie. We just saw that whole scene play out. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? Like, really? And and that the whole thing with him, like, setting him up and stuff like that. Like, and, and this uh, goes back to the whole Sound thing and people disappearing like you're trying to tell me too that these people have been killing people this whole time and nobody noticed it i know we kind of said that before but in terms of just like the logical aspect of how all these things go down like what do they just wait for people to fucking get lost and they just <laughs> pick them off the highway like going to fucking football only meet?
3: those brave enough to cross the puddle
0: <laughs> <laughs> that Paul, man, I, they are so lucky that they have a fucking Hick brother that could fucking bridge that gap. But um, the thing is, I just I, – I totally save Vincent Price in this because – everything about it, that his motivations, like you said, that, that, that pain in his eyes, when you see that all go down, like all of that just backs up why he's, and then with the remake, why like, like it's such a cop out, like, oh yeah, they had a shitty childhood and, and, and they had to fucking lock him up. And it's just so stupid, dude. It's so cliche.
2: Oh yeah. The locking up thing. So cliche. Yeah. Yeah. And then the table, the things that Vincent written on and the other. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm so glad that you guys brought up that voicemail thing because uh, I was hoping I wasn't the only one to – I was sitting here like, that that's oh, not wait. what you said. <laughs>
2: that, that oh, And the, the timing was so off. <laughs> that window broke in like a second.
3: But um, <laughs> it's funny that you guys should both say Vincent Price because in this particular category, I'm actually going the other way. Oh, wow. No, Are shit. you – no, are you shitting are you shitting me? You, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, are we just playing in the twilight zone? You here? just had me to go. No, I was no, like, no, wait. No. I was like, is it, Wait what? I was I'm going the other way. Have we no, not man, been I podcasting mean, for years together? What is going on? Vincent
3: yeah. Price wins life. That is just that's all there is to it. Like yes. I don't think anyone could ever top him in anything. And uh, these two schlubs are definitely not doing it. And, <laughs> <laughs> Alex, especially we- when we've got such a ham-fisted uh, lame ass story. I mean, I just I just don't think it's anything original or interesting or even and it's so the way that they play out the whole twin thing, you know, like it, we get the 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 cutting down the middle of the two in the bed oh, you know, uh. and then they land on top of one. I'm like, come on, oh, that
2: was awesome to me. I love the symbolism.
3: Could you be any more obvious? I mean, just try it. subtlety. look it up.
2: Um, <laughs> I know, but still, I love the symbolism.
3: I mean, and you know what? Brian actually thinks that I, I, I'm i a little too angry about that, too. He likes this film more than I do, and he doesn't love it or anything, but he does, uh, you know, he likes it. He thinks it's fun, and, and, and I, to be perfectly honest, watching it this time – I did like it more than I did when I originally saw it because when I originally saw it I was pissed. I mean, like <laughs> I saw it in the theater because I was reviewing it and I was very unhappy. Like I just like Bleh! I just went all over the place with this movie because I just didn't think there was anything I don't know. I, I I'd have to go back and read my review and it was like 10 years ago, but I didn't like it. And um, I've seen it a couple times since then, and each time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. So this time, I actually did enjoy it. You know, there were some nice, brutal killing. You know, you've got that whole scene where the dude, stop pulling the wax off his face. If you see oh, his yeah. skin is coming with it, stop Clearly, it. Oh, my God.
0: Clearly God. that ain't working, yeah.
3: But, um, yeah, easily, easily, Vincent Price. There's not even a—you didn't even— I mean you actually didn't ask me and it's probably
2: <laughs> Yeah, I was just gonna yeah, go, go it, over this and you decided to elaborate. <laughs>
3: yeah, you didn't feel the need to, and and you're absolutely right. There's no reason to. He that's just hands
0: down. Hey. Can can I say something too? I, I want to talk about redeemable qualities about the remake real quick. Uh two mainly uh Alicia Cuthbert's tits in that tank top. Holy yeah. shit, guys. Yeah, like I'm sorry, but like that is one of my favorite fucking lead actress boob m- moment, shots, movies, whatever ever, dude. And she's all dirty. Oh my god, I love it. I fucking love it. And everybody talks about Paris Hilton. Fuck that shit, dude. I'm talking about. I'm talking about fucking Kim Bauer up in this bitch. She looks so good in this movie.
3: Yeah, she does. I also like that she loses a finger. Yeah, that's, oh. that's nice. I mean, because she does not get out of there unscathed.
0: Which, which, which is such a crazy scene too. Like, really, he's talking to the brother, and he has the balls to chop her finger off right in front of him.
3: Yeah, know. Like, it that is. He's. I'm just <laughs> bent over. I'm just bent over
2: with these wire cutters for no reason at all. I'm Don't. I'm just tying my shoes, buddy. Yeah, right.
3: exactly. The whole. You don't think thing. his eyes would travel down and go, "What right. you doing down there?" I mean, just, just because in the in the course of conversation, if somebody were to bend over, you would just follow them. Let's just, that's just what would happen. You know, and
0: they and they played it out where like she just rips off the thing and he hears her scream. So they could have done like something with that, you know, like. But then that wouldn't make sense. Like that would seem like the guy's doing that out of place and like being way too cocky if he actually turned around and saw that. Like what the fuck? Because like like I said, he finds out two seconds later because she rips off the tape and she screams. So there's so much about this movie that is bad, and that's the thing. Like I was talking about the uh, the the mid 2000s or whatever. There were so many movies like this that were that were very mediocre i enjoy this though because i love this movie just watching it because like you said it's a it's it's a slasher it's it's got kind of a different take or whatever but in terms of the killer i always thought that even with two killers in the remake um they never quite nailed it and then i see the original when i see that it's no competition i think even these two killers together aren't even fucking half as good as Vincent Price's. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. We have the story going to the original. We have the supporting cast going to the remake. And we have the killers going to the original. So the original is in the lead, two to one. Two to one. So the next category is atmosphere and sets. For the original, the whole town, I guess it looks like a London-type town. And you got the Wax Museum itself. Maybe you could add in the place where the girls are letting you know what it looks like up their skirts in 3D. (laughs) Like, that was so blatant. And it's so funny because as I'm looking up these girls' dresses, and the girl even says, like, oh, my God, like, can we go to a place where nice people hang out? Like, these girls are showing us straight up their dresses. And that always, as a kid and even, like, you know – I never really discussed it much, but I always felt that that was an odd thing. I, 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 I like it, <laughs> of, of course, but at the same time, um, I always wondered why are you doing this? Like, who's who invented this, and why is everybody okay with this? You would expect to go somewhere like she said, a little bit more uh, blue for something like that, but it seems to be sort of a normal thing, and I always thought it was weird, and I said, well, geez, I mean, as long as you're focusing up these girls' dresses, why don't you just, like, advertise the movie, like, hey, guys, you could, you know, see these girls in 3D up their dress. Meanwhile, as I'm searching for uh, the cover art for this episode, there is a poster that was made in the 50s, and it was of the girls kicking up, and then on the other side is Vincent Price running around with, like, a wax hat or something. Huh. Okay. They actually did use that to advertise his movie. I just couldn't believe it. So uh, those are really the only atmosphere you got. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that's all you have because there's not much. I mean, you got the first wax museum. You got his second wax museum. You got his basement, and um, you know the town when he was running around chasing the people. For House of Wax remake, that is just painfully obvious. The whole town of Ambrose. Um, you got that, you got the Wax Museum, you got their house.
3: The roadkill pit.
2: Yeah, the, the pit. You got the campfire scene. So, Jamie, what do you think of atmosphere and sets?
3: Uh, well, this is one, reluctantly, I have to give it to the remake. Uh, I, While it's completely ridiculous in its existence, this town is... Infinitely interesting. It is creepy. You know, you've got the church where all the people are perpetually having this funeral. Um you've got the woman in the window where the she pulls the the curtain back. Um, and then the house itself, which is completely constructed of wax. And while it doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> that this thing that this whole place even exists, it is interesting and it is very cool. I mean this this
2: entire house is constructed of wax. I don't it's it's everything in it, even the fruit and the chairs and everything. The only the only thing that wasn't was a dog.
3: Yeah. Everything and I I do think that's very cool and interesting and the uh, even like the pit, I mean, honestly, the roadkill pit, that's one of my favorite parts of the entire movie, because that is really disgusting. And um it just kind of hits you on a visceral level. So and the original just is not all that interesting. I mean, there are the. I mean, the movie is, but the sets themselves aren't anything that that kind of blow you away, you know? So I will give this one, um, they're very original and very creative with the sets that they give you and also have a nice creepy aspect to it. So my point goes to the original. I mean, I'm sorry, the remake. remake. I I was just so used to saying that. I was like, no, Uh, but my point goes to the remake.
2: Now, uh, were you guys fooled by, um, there are three, there are three kind of gag, like tricks or, or ruses, whatever you want to call it, in the remake. One was the fake funeral. Two was the dog being real. And three was the woman in the window pulling the curtain aside. At first watch, were you fooled by all three of those things? None of them. I was fooled by all of them. No. No.
3: No, and... and, The dog thing, I was, I, I, specifically, I remember saying to myself, that's going to be real. It's going to be real. Because, you know, otherwise you're setting. Why would you take the time in a movie to set up some guy walking over to a fake dog? You know. Well, you walked over there, to everything else. Well, I know, but there just wouldn't be a payoff. <laughs> you know, to me, I just, like, it's going to be real. It's going to be real. its I mean, that's just one of those things that people do all the time. You know, right. so that's obvious. The woman in the window, at that point, I already knew. You know, so it. I, th- I think we all did. I mean, didn't we already all?
2: She moved the curtain.
3: Do we... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just no. I didn't think that was surprising at all.
2: Well, Dan, how do you feel about atmosphere and setting? Uh, remake versus original? Uh,
0: so okay, um, the whole the town,
2: the house—you know—put everything, every single set piece possible of the remake versus everything you've seen in the original.
0: Well, if you if we're just talking, I mean, honestly, the the remake definitely gets it. I love that whole town aspect of it. I mean, they clearly built that shit just for the movie and and just going around you you see a lot more of it. Um, a lot of the set pieces uh, in the remake um, as opposed to the original. Now, the original has that aspect, too, where it comes into play, like we said, with the story where it just doesn't make sense. Well, I guess in the remake it doesn't make sense either, so there's both of them. In the original, no, nobody realizes this is happening right in front of them, Um, you know, with, with fucking Cheryl bagging the groceries right in front of them, right in downtown, whatever, so that doesn't make sense. But it's the exact opposite with the other thing. Like, people don't realize there's a fucking town like in the middle of the woods here like uh, it doesn't make any sense
2: but if we're talking like aesthetic like look no just aesthetics yeah we we already destroyed it for not making sense with story plot
0: okay well I think that has to do with it though in terms of the original like that doesn't make sense but anyways same thing you could cancel each other out because they both don't make sense I would heat on the side of um the remake because you get to see a lot more and and there's a lot more uh fleshed out so to speak
2: Huh. Yeah, no non pun intended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. We were waxed out. Yep. Um, yeah, clearly the remake destroys the original and atmosphere and setting. Um, whenever I think a house of wax, although I enjoy the ride, it's never a dull moment. There's not a boring scene in it. I really enjoy the entire cast, except for Paris Hilton and her boyfriend. They, that I could do without them. But everybody else, I really did enjoy and stuff like that. But. The thing that really... Oh, except for Palineki, too.
0: (laughs) I love how you change his name every time you say it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a little different. It doesn't register in my brain. It's like a new thing every time. (laughs) The thing that I... Every time I think of House of Wax, what I always think of is this cozy atmosphere and setting. And like a dream come true for me would be if like Universal Studios or whatever had the House of wa- uh, Wax, like, town somewhere. You know how they have, like, Simpsons right. in in uh, whatever it's called? Yep. Uh, if they had this whole town, I would be like, oh, my – I'd be like a kid in a candy store walking through that town, going in the movie theater, going to the gas station, going to the guy's house, going to the church. Right. Like, right. it would be the coolest thing. And going to the Wax Museum, it would be so, – especially if it was lit up the same way. And it was like nighttime, and the lights going, and it it, it would just been so cool. Right. So, and Jamie even brought up other things she likes, like the the pit and stuff. But you know what? I don't even need anything else. Like, that one strip of town is all I need. That is awesome. Uh, the, the original, very nice, but very generic for those times. Nothing really stuck out to me. He had a pretty cool contraption in his basement to wax on people, but still, no, sorry. These guys have a, a chair you sit in and it sprays wax on you, so that's that's good enough for me too, so. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Goes to the remake. So we are tied now, guys. Each thing has two points now. It's good that we have three people because one guy could be the tiebreaker.
1: hmm
2: yep. So now we'll go to, we only have two more uh, categories left, kills and climactic ending. So see who wins in these two categories. And it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, I'm telling you right now. One of them I think is gonna be an easy one, and the other ones, wow, this is gonna be this is gonna turn out to be a very interesting show. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to kills, guys. Um, okay, in the original, you got uh, this creepy purple monster, Phantom Vincent Price. He hangs the guy who burnt down his wax thing in an elevator. He um, kills the chick who was laughing about it, obviously, because she's the wax figure that the girl notices. Uh, I forgot how he kills her. Do we even know how he kills that girl? I Wasn't she just, like, laying in bed and then she's just dead? So I forget,
0: too, yeah. That's, that's a good question.
2: Yeah, so that's not a good sign. Yeah,
0: <laughs> clearly.
3: Are you counting like the Charles Bronson kill because it was because or right? does he not anybody die bad guy? Um, well, honestly, none of them are all that. I mean, it's 1953. Right. That's not going to be the hallmark of this of this picture. It's not going to be the
2: yeah, but the hanging I feel is a substantial.
3: I I think that's probably as far as they were going to push it. Not a lot of people die in this movie either. You know, it's um. Not it doesn't have well. I mean it enough do, but it's not a high body count.
2: Okay, let's let's try to give this more credit then. Let's even go with uh, deaths or something like that in general. Let's even go with Vincent Price getting burnt up and exploding. Let's give these guys everything we could they could throw at us. You know, with, when it comes to people's demise. Um, right. Oh, Vincent Price getting thrown into the vat of wax. Right. Okay. Let's talk about. Let's have that in there. Um.
0: I'll say this, guys. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't think the kills are that memorable in either of these movies. Now, I would honestly say I'd, I would give this uh, slightly, slightly to the remake only because um, uh, one kill that was memorable was the uh, Paris Hilton kill. And I wonder if that was a social commentary on her wife, too, because she got in the eye.
2: Oh. Oh, she, oh, she got skull fucked. Yeah, one last time. <laughs> no, but like... I, but Padalecki, like I, I know with
0: the, with the vibe. Yeah, I was going
2: to say, how could you not s- – <laughs> like, dude, him getting waxed alive and then he gets his mouth sliced open and his face peeled apart? Oh, my God, dude. How could you say that?
0: No, no, no. I agree. I agree. That was great. That was great. That was great. Uh, totally. But what I'm saying is uh like how- – <laughs> Who else even died in this movie? Like, dude,
2: the goofy guy—he gets thrown down the stairs, and then like hedge clipped his head, and the camera view just sees his body being pulled away. Right.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay.
2: Yep. That was awesome.
0: Okay. Now, what, what, what happened to the black guy? I don't remember
2: that. I don't remember. I think he, she just came out and he was dead already, or something. Didn't
3: he get? Yeah. Well, I think he got it killed off screen, right? Oh, because he goes out to and he's checking the phone, right? Like he. Right. He comes he out the of the tent and he gets the
2: message. Because they keep pausing his CD. The, yeah,
3: yeah. So he comes out of <laughs> oh the tent God, and he's he's looking at the phone, and then I think the next thing we see is she comes out and he's dead. I mean, do we actually see him mm-hmm. get killed?
2: No, I don't. Th- I don't
3: believe so. I don't recall. I don't think we do. I, if we do, I don't remember it. But um, so it's kind of like a may.
0: And, yeah. and oh, well and also Alex, I did forget about the other kid how he got killed. So I, I totally I, I renege on that dude. I, I totally agree with that. That was a badass kill too. I just had forgotten about it. Um but it was good. That that's not to speak to the movie or whatever. Um and the whole Padalecki thing, you're right, like that was such a crazy way to uh. go about it and creepy. But um I just it don't stop
3: peeling his face <laughs> <laughs> right
2: he's like no no hold on hold on let me just peel this part off then we're good
3: oh wait <laughs> oh this isn't working well let me keep going that's my...
0: <laughs> right 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 yeah i'm just gonna keep i'm just gonna ride this one out and see what happens yeah. um i do think though that i don't I, i'm not saying they dropped the ball but i do think that they could have uh maybe maybe up the kill factor um maybe in not in terms of how many people just uh I don't know, just ways of doing it? I don't
2: know. Paris Hilton's kill, which you like the most, was actually far more gory, but it was cut for theatrical release. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Right
2: on. So, yeah, so there you go. So they actually did try. Um, and then we got the two brothers. At the uh, One gets bludgeoned by uh, a, a bat, I guess, and shot with arrows and stuff, and... Things like that. You got, let's just, let's throw in the girl getting her finger cut off, I guess, because that's something of a, you killed her finger, I guess, right?
0: Well, the- <laughs> well, it's a, piece, it's a piece of gore. It's a piece of gore. Well, that's what I was going to say about the Achilles Tenant, too, though. Like, if you want to add those in, then without a doubt, give it to the remake. Uh, oh, should, yeah. Give it to the remake anyways, but, I, yeah, if you're adding in those violent aspects of it, without a doubt, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah
2: yeah, I suppose this is an unfair category. But listen, just because you don't have it in your movie, doesn't mean that it shouldn't be in a horror movie versus. <laughs> I mean, sorry, bro. It's not my problem uh,
3: i uh, and and yeah, the, the one thing I will give this film is that it does have some pretty decent kills. And yep. I love the uh, I love the whole parasiilton the way she slides down the oh that, dude, like yeah. there's that whole bounce back thing and then a slide down, which is yep. just, you know, that's
2: hardcore. So, that's the last pole she's ever going to slide down. That's, <laughs>
3: cool. That's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> and she takes it all. That she does. She takes it right in the eye. Yeah, of course. Um, and even when the guy, and when the guys. Uh, Michael Murray's friend's head falls off when he's trying to fix him in the. Oh yeah. He's trying to like get him loose in the in the chair of wax, like oh my god, it's great. Yeah, look, I'm sorry, man. I love this remake. I'm sorry, guys. I I I'm admitting I don't give a fuck how dumb I look. I that is a fucking awesome movie. I'm sorry. And
0: dude, I, well, I mean, that's the whole thing, man. And I've been doing this a lot lately, where it's very tough reviewing movies like this because, dude, nobody here is gonna tell you that this is like the greatest. movie movie ever right nobody and i even know you alex i know you even with you saying that that still like you're not gonna give this a great score but it doesn't matter
2: it's such a good time that's all it comes and not a good movie a good time that's what life is dude we're here to enjoy life and die you know, if you waste your time with other bullshit, you know, that shit lands on you. You should not be spending time on bullshit.
0: And I hope people will get like why. You know, like what well, we're breaking this down pretty pretty straightforward where we're saying like, you know, no, we get this is not good, but like it's very enjoyable because of this reason, that reason and that reason. And if those Yeah, like
2: okay. I'm not I'm not even going to say it's not good. What I'm going to say about the House of Wax remake is that When you hold it up to, like, if you put it up to any real movie, if you put it to Exorcist and Psycho, obviously it is a joke. However, I don't think that makes it not good. I just think it means, I don't know what it means when you have great movies and then this doesn't even come close to them. I don't know if that means you're not good. I just think it means...
3: I think you really couldn't compare it to those... To those kind of films, anyway. What you, if you're going to compare it, you just have to compare it to slasher films. Agreed. And how does Agreed. it fall in the realm of slasher films? And then I think it lands somewhere right in the middle. Yep. I don't think it's as bad as something like, say, the previously mentioned Slaughterhouse, but it's def, <laughs> it's or that that oh, what the hell, Fall Break movie with the um oh, that movie's awful, but it's still fun to watch, but it's terrible. But um, but it's definitely not as good as say something like the burning right. or i don't know pick any of the really really good slashers up there it's um yeah it's so i think it just sort of lands somewhere in the middle it is slick it is shiny it yep. does have <laughs> um it does have a lot of um Uh, like pretty actors, whereas, you know, the older slashers didn't, you know, but we're now where we were in this era where this post scream era where slashers were populated by people that you already knew and they were all very pretty. And so it does have that sort of glossy appeal to it. Um, that doesn't really mean that it's quality. It just sort of has that, that, that veneer. But so that, because <laughs> of that, I think it lands somewhere kind of right in the middle of the, the in the world of slashers, you know?
2: and that's a fine place to be guys.
0: You said that perfectly, Jamie. Yeah. We could have just like, uh, saved an hour. Yeah. I'm going to cut everything I said uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. Yep.
2: Agreed. Uh, so there you go. Uh, gore and kills go to the remake. So what's going to happen, guys? The situation we're in, because I don't have another category, and frankly, this has gone on for very long, and we're done after this. (laughs) It's the climactic end. Uh, We could, again, throw the death of Vincent Price in here, along with the two brothers' deaths. we could throw that back in. That's fine. It's the whole climactic ending. Now, what will happen in this battle we're doing right now is either the remake is going to win outright, and we'll have to admit that according to this breakdown, that the remake is better than the original, or the House of Wax original is going to win this, and then we're going to end off in a tie. So, climactic ending. The original, you have. What I felt when I first watched this movie, I, I kind of... I should say I did know that Vincent Price was the killer and stuff. I mean, who else could that phantom have been? However... Just seeing the way she realized it when she realized, oh my God, this is my friend. And he's like, you shouldn't have done that, dear. And then he comes over, and that voice I just did a terrible impersonation, but the way he says it was awesome. And then he comes over and and he tries to stop her from leaving. And then she smashes his fucking face and it falls apart. And it is the fucking guy she has seen in her nightmares and in her bedroom at night and who killed her blonde friend. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is my friend. The guy who I saw kill her is the guy in front of me. And I smashed his face because I thought it was a different... Like, the whole revelation is unbelievable. You have this whole climactic thing. Guys kicking the shit out of each other. Uh, they, Vincent Price beats the shit out of the cops. Then he takes this girl and he's going to wax her ass alive uh, <laughs> on that thing. That pink shit, that wax is bubbling up, boy. And that's coming down because we saw it all happen before. So now we know what's going to happen now. Oh my God! It brings
0: a whole new meaning to waxing that shit.
2: He's gonna wax that ass. <laughs> then he gets knocked into the vat, and you're like, "Oh God, that must be a a living. You couldn't die fast enough." Yep. The House of Wax remake. You got like, where does it, where does it start? Like what? Oh, uh, downstairs he pours the whole thing of wax on the floor to stop Vincent from chasing him. That catches fire. I guess f- wax is flammable in that way. Um, I don't really know. I, I never thought it was. I always thought the wick was the only thing that yeah, was Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But
0: I didn't think about that until you just said that, dude, but I think you're I think you're onto something. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. But uh so the whole thing starts going up in flames. They go to the top, they're up in that in the wax house where this should end. It's the fitting end. Um The whole place starts melting. There's big fight scenes. There's escape scenes. Chad Michael Murray is fucking killing it. Uh, Cuthbert is killing it. Uh, It is a great ending. Uh, This guy gets bludgeoned with a bat, like, and you're just dying for him to finally, because you're, the whole movie, you're like, fuck, man, like, I did this, that to him. The other thing, I fucking shot him with goddamn arrows that he's, he's just a regular guy. Why is he just pulling these out of him and, and he's fine, you know? all this shit, so you're so happy to see him get the fucking shit kicked out of him with the bat, and especially after cutting this girl's finger off, you are dying for this scene. And then you're, you're even dying to see this other asshole, because he's not really a likable killer, Vincent, and anything bad that happens to him, you're all for, and you're also anticipating some badass stuff from him, because he is the killer, so you're like, well, what's he gonna do? How hard will it be to get away from him? Let's see how this all goes down. Uh, the the chase up the stairs where their feet are getting sunk into the wax was fucking great. Oh, dude, it was so good. Her closing the door, him just putting the knife in and running it straight down, cutting. Yeah, Jamie's right. It's so in your. It's so on point. But I love for some reason I love the symbolism of the, of this movie and uh, so splitting the twins like that and then. The whole fight, and they fall through, and the way he lands on his brother, and they die the same way they were born. That is fucking great. That was great. I'm sorry. I know that it is what you're saying, Jamie, but it doesn't matter. Because, I, I don't know, it just doesn't happen in every movie. So, I'm getting one where it's happening, and I'm loving it. I don't know what to say about that. Oh, the two... oh and when they crawl out of the house when it's sinking?
0: Dude, I, I love it. So...
2: Oh, my God.
0: But let's let's not uh, uh, shy away from those two aspects that we talked about or that one aspect of each movie that we talked about earlier, which is when he held up that head in the original and he makes that cheesy one-liner and then it says the end. That,
2: oh, that's a bad ending, yeah. But, but you cancel that out.
0: Because of the whole third brother aspect, which I wasn't, uh, right. wasn't as hokey, but at the same time, like, didn't really add much, was just kind of stupid as a tagline. Like what, like, what are we supposed to take from that? Like, something amazing that was stupid. Those two cancel each other out. So,
2: yeah, it ain't like fucking M. Nice Shyamalan. And, like, clearly not, dude.
0: This isn't a Jamie Jenkins video of her, of her uh, stuff. No. So, anyways, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, I would say the remake um, for for the ending. Um,
2: it is more grandiose, isn't
0: it? It was great, dude. I love it. And then, like I said, add in a little character development um, for those two guys at the end. How they uh, for the for the two brothers and sisters there, and have them kind of come together to uh, to face them together. It, it was nice, isn't that nice little wrap up? Even though she lost her boyfriend and he lost his best friend, and, uh, and trust me, yeah, nobody She's
2: better off. It, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, she could date. She could just keep painting walls and watching it dry and it'll be like going on a date with Jared Palanaki. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Yeah, you, you said know. it. What are we gonna do Friday night? Well I'll paint a different color and watch it dry. <laughs> uh, now I'm dying to hear Jamie. I really just prefer the original. That scene where, to me, original
3: overall has sort of like a Jack the Ripper slash Phantom of the Opera feel to it. It's like they took those two and kind of melded them together, and I love that. And then at the end, when she breaks away his face, while it is completely implausible that he has been talking to people and interacting with people... (laughs) With a wax face that no one ever noticed. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. And it's so hard that you could smash it apart, yet it moved like a normal it, face. Right, like normal right, right,
3: face. right. Yeah. And he emotes and everything. Yeah. Um, while that is completely implausible, uh, you've got an entire town made of wax and nobody has ever noticed. So there, you know, there's that. But. Right. I just I love that moment you know it's such a phantom of the opera moment where she's like you know pounding against his face and then it breaks away and then she's got this like this horrible realization of of oh shit you know and then um as you find out like his she finds out his plans and what he's been doing and all of that I I don't know there's like a sense of horror there that I really I really connect to I really enjoy Jamie, and then, I'm
0: glad you mentioned that scene too. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That that's an iconic scene. I didn't know what that was from. And then I was actually surprised. I was like, Oh, that's what that scene's from. Because you're right, it, it is very phantom of the opera. And it's it's that's an iconic scene when she ripped that off.
2: All right, Lon Chaney one. Yep,
0: yep.
3: Yeah. Um I also, uh, when when you get to the, the remake, while the effects are there and while the creativity is there, and like I said earlier when we were discussing aesthetics, and then you have, like, the cool moments of them walking up the stairs and then kind of sinking in, you know, yep. um, that was very Nightmare on Elm Street-ish.
2: Yeah, good um, Without the marshmallows.
3: Get, <laughs> I can't get past what i think is just complete i mean we do a lot of like running upstairs and then there's the whole bedroom thing and then there's the the, uh, and in the end i just don't it just the whole twin thing it makes no sense to me like the whole the the very ending when we or when she (sighs) I guess it's not the very end, but toward the end when she discovers like the chairs and then she like she puts together and then she does that whole thing where she's like, you know, he was the you know, he was the the bad one. You're not bad. Yeah. And and She's 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 trying to like convince him. You know, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I just it to me. That was. The ending goes on too long And it's too much It's too involved Then you have that ham-fisted symbolism That I brought up earlier That you, you like Alex and that's cool And I get it But I just don't It's too much for me I just feel like there's way too much going on At the end of the film Whereas with the original film It's much more simplistic And just straightforward Bam, this is what's happening And reveal, you know And I like that This one is way too convoluted for me So my vote goes for the original.
2: Yeah, I see both your points. And I think I gushed about the original. I thought it was fascinating. Jamie bringing up, like, the implausibility of his face being waxed this whole time and hard wax uh, that could smash off and stuff. Maybe it cancels out his uh, horribly bad, his face, Vincent's face looked. Uh, like I said, the bad black hole CGI, just missing face thing, that they have going on. Um, I do like the idea there. It just doesn't look great. It doesn't look good at all. It's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it's cool because now he had a reason to implement wax in his own face, like Vincent Price's is because it was just like blasted to a pulp, literally. And this guy was just disconnected and. It's weird that they even added twins into this whole... I, I, I wonder what the reference is, because they went heavy with the twins, with uh, the two main characters being twins, and then these two being twins, so I wonder what that had to do with House of Wax at all, and I'm not, even, I'm not like, saying it in a slightful way or anything. I'm no, just, I'm you're just right. Saying, no, I, that's a
3: good point. Why? Why? I don't know why this... I don't know why this theme... There probably is a reason for it, and I probably should know it, but... I probably just didn't care enough
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to figure I, I it out. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, we love it. We didn't care. I mean, you know, I just, I don't know. Nobody who would even think to to research that, you know? So I don't think anybody cares enough to to, to find out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to make it so that the remake beats the original because it is going to be two to four. It, it wins... It wins by twice the amount of votes for things overall, um, but that's just, you know, that's just us, and, uh, it's just our opinions, and, uh, it's, it's the skeleton crew's, uh, outcome, that's all. I mean, if you guys think the original is better, and, and li- listen, the original, it changed movie making, I mean, it is, a, a fascinating thing that moved movies so far along, uh, even, like, everything about the execution, it, it was the most successful movie for that studio, f- I think, for the last 10 years. Nothing was ever as good as that.
3: It had a budget of $229,000, which is pretty fucking sizable for 1953.
2: Yeah, and right. And it was, it was shot by a guy who was blind in one eye, and he was still shooting 3D, which he would get nothing out of. So that, that was, like, remarkable for him, too. You know, like, there were so many things. Vincent Price, one of his most famous roles, one of the most iconic endings ever. I mean, listen, no one's taken anything away from it.
0: Dude, Vincent Price kills it, dude. And I, oh, and I'll tell you this. From watching this movie, um... I was always, like, aware of him or whatever, this and that. I am totally in, like I said before. This guy is is amazing. His voice is so, like, oh, his voice. entrancing, dude. So when we do get to the Vincent Price retro or whatever, now I feel like I, I'm, like, an OG now. I'm going You're in. You're all I, in now. I'm, Good. All, I'm all into that shit, bro. So, th- like I said, I, I actually really do enjoy both, but um I'll take the remake just because uh, I like slashers more than more than anything.
2: Guys, I just want to say in closing, I am thrilled that the Skeleton Crew has now finally broken its Vincent Price cherry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it took 131 shows to get here, but we man, I feel like we missed out on some great times. But you know what? We have uh, six months of great times ahead of us, so... I am definitely looking forward to the Vincent Price retrospective. That is going to be so cool. We're going to try to review three of his movies. This was like the teaser into it. We, you know, I, Dan and I are very passionate about House of Wax remake, and we are so glad that we got to implement it into uh, something that we should have done, like a Vincent Price conversation. So... (laughs) Yeah. It's the best of both worlds to me. I just had, like, a fucking uh, conversational orgasm just now. I mean, this was one of the funnest discussions I ever had in my entire life. And I didn't give a fuck how it ended, quite frankly, because I love both these movies, so uh, I don't really care. I'll throw bouquets at both sides, you know? And it's
0: fun, to, it's fun also to review movies that, like I, like I said before, we know these aren't, like, the greatest movies ever. We we really do love them, you know what I mean? Like, But we know
2: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimmy, what are your closing statements about this battle?
3: I would say, well, first of all, the only reason I was able to get Dan is because I am, my acting is like the highest caliber. It's right up there with Jared Padalecki. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Jared fucking lucky. Um, Jared is fucking lucky, man. Yep.
3: <laughs> but, uh, no, I had really fun with this too. And,. And yeah, I actually surprised myself that I even gave one category to the remake, which, you know, to be perfectly honest, um, I didn't know going in specifically what the what we were going to be touching on with each one. But I didn't expect it to get anything from me. (laughs)
0: So So you surprised um, yourself even. (laughs) I
3: surprised even then, even though of the two films, I prefer personally the original I'm not going to not give the remake something it deserves, you know. Um, it Oh, yep. no, actually, I gave it two, I guess, didn't I? Because kills and the aesthetics. Right. So it actually, yeah, wow. I did. two of the six points I threw at the remake. I didn't see that coming, but it's... Why do you hate the original,
0: Jamie? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: uh, so that's, it's fun. It's fun to discuss these things and right. then... How to discover things about yourself as well as, you know, the other people that you're talking to. So that's why even though neither of these is a new movie and I mean, hell, the the remake has been out for over 10 years. So it's not like it's anything fresh that we're discussing, but it's fun to discuss them because these are also two movies that nobody ever really talks about anymore. Yeah, you know, and I don't, and I've never heard anyone break them down like this. So, <laughs>
0: right. uh, yeah. so that
3: that was Choo. really fun, and I'm totally glad we did it.
2: Yes. So, guys, we hope you enjoyed this breakdown. We gave you every angle that we have time for. I'm sure we can get into more sub, uh, you know, uh, categories and stuff. But I think we pretty much uh, covered pretty much every single base. I don't think there's any need, you know, we didn't go into score, but I don't think we're the kind of people who remember the fucking score to stuff. I mean, it's not that apparent like it is in some movies where it's, like, so obvious. These two movies, I don't think the score is the kind of thing that we're buying the vinyls for or something like that, you know? Like, it's uh, not Let's a category. put it this way.
0: There was nothing bad enough in them that, that took us out of the movie, so they couldn't have been that bad, so we'll give them that.
2: Yeah, and there was nothing good enough that we went to go download it. Exactly. (laughs) There you go. That's why that wasn't there. Uh, And (laughs) things like that, so it is what it is. Guys, had a great time, everybody listening. Hope you enjoyed Skeleton Crew 2017. We're having a great time. This has been a great farewell tour. I mean, I am going to look so fondly on this year. I already am. It has been the best time I've ever had. I mean, this is so cool. We will see you soon. We have some cool shows coming up, too. (laughs) Hopefully they turn out good, but uh, they're definitely great ideas that we have coming down the pipe. So, guys, have a good week.
0: Peace.
3: Yay.